0: So, 11 minutes past eight, and amid tightening government censorship of the internet in China, a cybersecurity expert based in Hong Kong is developing a new internet browser, an app that can not only bypass censorship, but also prevent centralization of information by tech giants. Let's bring in Larry Salibra, developer of Blockstack, who's been getting quite a lot of media attention lately to hear more on what might be the future of the internet. Thank you so much for speaking with us. You're most welcome. So first, uh, what do you mean with this Blockstack technology? Um, we, we often hear about blockchain on the show in relation to cryptocurrencies. Can you just spell it out for us?
1: Uh, sure. I'm, the idea behind Blockstack is to create a, a, a new sort of developer platform uh, that lets people make, uh, make apps where users can control their data. Um, And it uses some of the similar technology that you probably heard about before um, with regards
0: to cryptocurrencies to do that. And why do you call it the new internet? How is it so different, the experience?
1: Well, in in the current internet, um, as you know, um, we've sort of seen a few companies such as Facebook and Google and Tencent here in China, um, which sort of have... uh, sort of become the center of the internet they have all of our data um, people spend most of their time using these apps um, and so the the data has moved to sort of the center of the internet and it's held in one place um, and sort of, so we have a vision for the new internet where uh, user data is is held in places that are controlled by users as opposed to in a data center for example in silicon valley
0: how much of a motivation in developing this was china's great firewall for you working on this from Hong Kong where there are more freedoms, but uh, presumably very aware of what's happening over in China?
1: Uh, for me, it was, it was uh, personally a strong motivation. I mean, I'm, I'm just one member of, of a team that serves spread around the world. Um, but I, I lived in China for a long period of time before moving here to Hong Kong and saw firsthand sort of uh, the danger of, of uh, data centralization. Um, when you have everybody's data in one place, it makes uh, surveillance very easy and the cost very low. Um, So sort of what we see is sort of making uh, things on the Internet the way the world used to be, where if you have a problem with me or something that I'm saying or a law that I may be breaking, you should uh, send someone to find me sort of in real life as opposed to sitting in an office and looking through everybody's information um, sort of remotely on the Internet.
0: But is there a way that China might employ its own tech experts to get around your project?
1: Uh, just to be clear, I mean, uh, sort of like Chinese censorship is not our, the main goal of our project. Um, I, I, think that, uh, it will, it will make it so that it's, it's more difficult to censor apps that are built on Blockstack. um, in that, uh, someone can run an app that's built on Blockstack without having to necessarily connect to it, a centralized server, um, in the future. Um, whether or not they'll, they'll be able to, to stop that is, is a question to be seen. I think that the cost of, of sort of censorship on a wide scale would be much higher on a world where Blockstack is very successful.
0: When we talk about apps for Blockstack, who's developing those, and are they likely to be appealing to consumers?
1: Um, uh, right now, we have we have a whole bunch of teams that are, are working on building apps. Uh, we announced a $25 million US, uh, $25 million US dollar uh, signature fund uh, about a, a month or so ago um, where app developers can apply for funding Uh, to build apps on the platform, and we're going to have um, some additional announcements coming in the future uh, to sort of encourage people to build more apps uh, on the platform. Um, But we have people sort of all over the world that are working on apps at the moment, yeah.
0: But unless people can access Google, Facebook, all the various uh, global tech giants, but also locally here in Korea, we've got a whole list of them too, um, will this be able to work?
1: Um, so this is sort of like, so this is really sort of like a new internet, so I mean you'll be able to use the existing internet in parallel with it, um, and sort of, I, I think it will be a, a period of time before before we see people, like, sort of not using tools from the existing internet, um, so, so to answer your question, uh, I think people will continue to access Google um, in the short term.
0: The way they'll be doing that, though, in China is by using VPNs, presumably, virtual private networks. Unfortunately for them, the ruling Communist Party, as it prepares for its 19th Party Congress, is apparently trying to block public access to VPNs altogether. Do you think that's going to play out um, effectively from their point of view?
1: I mean, they've been trying to uh, to block VPNs for a long period of time. For I mean, at least at least five years, we hear this story sort of once a year. Um, I, I think that they've they've made it uh, very difficult to circumvent their their um, their blocks on Google and Facebook. Um, so the average consumer in China doesn't really even try to do it. Um, so in, in that sense, I think it's actually very effective um, in the sense that the, the foreign players really have no role to play in the Chinese market.
0: What about for expats based in China who, for whatever reason, have decided to be based there but uh, still want to be connected with their family back home through those applications? Do they have any way, um, if they're not tech geniuses, of getting around that kind of regulation?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think there are, so, there are multiple ways to do that. Um, I mean, some VPNs still work. I mean, you, you can actually buy, buy service from state-owned Chinese companies like China Mobile, that will let you take a SIM card uh, from Hong Kong into China and be able to like access the entire internet uncensored. Um, so it's not really it's not really that big of a problem if you're willing to spend some
0: money on, on a solution. Okay, because um, presumably China doesn't want to anger all of its expats uh, if if what it's mainly trying to do is prevent the populace at large accessing these services. Um, but coming back to um, your system. Uh, uses Bitcoins and other cryptocurrencies for payment. So uh, are you confident that cryptocurrencies are going to be here to stay too? We've been hearing about South Korean crackdowns on that, along with other governments who have been concerned about the rise of them.
1: Um, I, I think that they're here to stay. Um, I mean, I think you'll see apps on the Blockstack platform uh, use a, a whole number of payment options. Um some of them will use cryptocurrencies, others will, will use sort of traditional uh, credit cards and other, other sort of currencies as well. Um, but personally, I think it's here to stay. I think it, it provides a, a sort of a counterbalance to, to, to fiat currency, which is currency issued by governments, um, in that like it, it's sort of clear and open the, what the inflation rate is, um, how, how the currency is created, whereas sort of the existing currencies that we use on a day-to-day basis, it's not really clear to the average average person how that how many of those exist and who creates them. and and what is it actually
0: worth. Are you concerned at all that your new internet could become a, a dark internet? We already refer to the dark net as a place where terrorists, criminals, paedophiles can can have their way without the kind of scrutiny that many of us would promote.
1: Um, I, I'm not personally concerned that that will happen and that, um, that's sort of not the, the main selling point of our platform at the moment, really. It's it's control over your, over your own data as opposed to privacy from your actions. So, so people, um, you can encrypt the data that your apps are using, um, but however, at the moment, it, it's still relatively easy for someone who's looking at what you're doing on the Internet to sort of see what you're visiting um, and, and stuff like that. So it's really not a platform that makes a lot of sense for doing things that are illegal, and, and we're not sort of people that support that. We think that, uh, you know, you should follow laws um, and if the government has a problem with what they're doing, they should, they should get a warrant and then sort of come to you personally and enforce that against you.
0: What is the big problem then with the centralization of data in the hands of a few tech giants?
1: Um, there's a number of problems. I and mean, one of the problems we've seen recently is it makes it a very attractive uh, sort of target for hackers. So we've seen, we've seen recently hacks announced uh, from Yahoo where 3, three billion uh, users' worth of data was lost. Um, that data is used to sort of like open accounts into other people's names. We've seen that with credit reporting agencies. Mm. Um, so, so hackers are a big problem. Another problem is there's a lack of competition. Um, so you can choose Facebook or you can choose no one else. So it's very hard to make other apps that use the data that Facebook has. Um, so I think competition is another another thing that Blockstack will bring back to the internet.
0: And for those who like what they're hearing, when will they be able to access this? Uh, Can they do so on on computer and mobile as well?
1: Um, At the moment, you can access this on computer, um, and uh, mobile will be coming very soon. Uh, They can visit blockstack.org, that's
0: blockstack.org,
1: to learn more uh, and get more information.
0: Well, good luck with it. I hope that that things do work for the best, uh, of course, and I'm sure many of us will be watching closely. It certainly sounds interesting, the development of a new Internet. Thank you very much. Larry Celebra, developer of Blockstack. Have you been convinced? Pounder Sharp 1013 for 51 per message.